You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Aprom Kivalevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. If it's Mitzay Shabbos, this must be Rizcha Daraisa. I think it's probably going to turn out this way because it looks like Arab Shabbos, we're not going to be able to do it that often. But this must be Rizcha Daraisa. I'm Avrom Kivalevich, and I'm here through the magic of Zoom, looking, staring in the, the countenance of my good friend, and both of us are sitting here, of course, it's uh, Shabbos, almost midnight, and the way the uh, secular calendar works, it's going to be May 10th pretty soon. Maybe by the time we get off the air, it'll be May 10th already. And whether it's May 10th or not May 10th, uh, this coming will be Sunday, a day that is celebrated throughout, I don't know how many countries. Uh, it's definitely taken off. I know its provenance is not that old. I know that maybe they say greeting card companies started it. But for better or for worse, we all know tomorrow is Mother's Day. And I grew up, of course, going to yeshiva, and people were telling me, Mother's Day, every day is Mother's Day. In the Yiddish Welt, we have Kabbalah Samich every single day, and it's Narishkeit to have a day, especially for mothers. You have to honor your mother and love your mother every day, not just on, on Mother's Day. However, I'm an American boy. Rabbi Gavriel, despite... Uh, the, 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 the svarim, the shuckling, and everything else that's going on around him is also, as we said, a West Hempstead boy. We grew up with this concept of Mother's Day in our consciousness. So, and more than that, I know uh, through my long experience uh, of my relationship with Rebecca Gabriel, how significant his mom was for him. Uh, uh, the Shalom uh, Shaykhet who married his father Ernie, uh, uh, she passed away a number of years ago. And Rabbi Yosef, you've always told me uh, of the great power and influence that your mom had. I know she came from an incredibly illustrious family. So either either make fun of me for wanting to celebrate Mother's Day in some way. Uh, but remember, I'm also I'm also buttering you up and telling you about, about how great your mom was. So go ahead. Well, I have a, a question I want to ask you, actually, which is, both my parents were born in Europe. Uh, my father in Germany and my mother in Switzerland. My father comes from a long line of Yekas, my mother a long line of Litvaks. <laughs> um, and yet, um, when I grew uh, uh, and your parents also were born in Europe, obviously I had uh, a... So I don't think my parents, in my mind, my father never left Europe. Right. He was, that was, born, that, he was always in Europe. Right. So that's I was, was born. I feel like I was born in Europe. Oh, so that's the point I was about to make. I see if I find it fascinating that I am American through and through. My parents are pretty American. And this, and you, on the other hand, you are European, more, more sure Europeanish. And your parents have definitely remained Europeans their entire lives, from what I understand. Right. So well, I'm not sure. We would think I lived in New York area, so you know they're more. It's more European there. I would think that in Memphis, Tennessee, where you know the Confederacy, which would be the, yeah. uh, the actually it's not the Confederacy, was it? It was. Yes, yeah. it was. Yes. So, I'm surprised at you. I'm not going to tell. I'm not going to tell the Hever at the yeah. at the Hader this grub and toast <laughs> that you made. I say of Andrew Johnson because he was from Tennessee, but he was uh, right. They took yeah. him Bedavka because they yeah. felt that would stitch right. up the relationship between the North and the South. Right. Go Viter, yeah. 
So uh, what do you think, that, how do you think it came about that your parents were much more greeners their entire life and you bet some a greener yourself? You are, the, you are the, 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 the slickest snake on the planet here. I'm trying to get you to talk about mommy and here you are throwing it back at me again that I should, I should turn this into like, yeah, I'm going to talk about my parents, but the, the answer is simple, okay? Without, without I, I gave you, look, you gave a whole shtickle drosha to lead up the question. The answer is simple. It has to do with age. My parents were older by the time they got here. Uh, my dad was born in 1913. I told you my mom was born in 1919. So even when she came to, uh, by the time she got here in 1951, she was already, you know, in her mid-30s. You know, she would never tell you how old she was, but she looked much younger. And my dad, born in 1913, he was already, you know, close to 40 years old when he was here. Uh, and, and I think part of it was, just to, 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 to amplify that, was that when they came to Memphis, unlike a New York that was very welcoming and loving of greeners, as you say, and it was all, you could, you, you could easily become part of a, of, a, of a community that actually respected you for being a European uh, refugee. In Memphis, the refugees were really still looked at as these backwards people, these these poverty-stricken chevro, you know, who uh, it was understood these uh, with, with their waif children who spoke Yiddish. We were considered like uh, we were considered, you know, uh, they were ashamed of us in a way. So because of that, we stayed European. My parents were old; they stayed European. Um, again, how old was your mom when she came? Uh, see, how old was Rebetzin uh, Shalamis when she came here? How old was she when she got here? Uh, uh, she came to Canada when she was 20. Oh, so therefore, a lot of... Uh, 22. Okay. And, and and I think Switzerland is a little bit different than where my mom came from. My mom was a Russian and, uh, you know, a, a, a deeply Russian woman. Um, and, and my dad was from Ludge. Um, I think that's also the difference. The countries that both our parents came from are very different. Uh, Russia and Poland... Lodge and Simferopol, respectively, Lodge, my father, it's, the distance is a lot longer than the amount of kilometers. Your dad being German, your mom being Swiss, their ability to, uh, to uh, become more cultured to the American model, I think, was much easier for them. Okay, I think that's a partial answer. But again, so tell me something about. I forget. There was also something about because your father was Russian and your mother was Polish. My father was Polish. Polish father was Russian. Mother was Russian. There was also like a culture clash between the two of them. Okay, you you don't want to. If we're going to talk about culture clash between our parents, you're not going to be happy because then we're going to be talking about the culture clash between your mother and father, and then this. This show is going to go on till next week, okay? So, oh, we can take it in segments because we have like we'll 10 minutes. <laughs> we'll see if anybody cares about it. You know what I'm saying? Like, what, this turned into the soap opera show. Um, yeah, yeah, look, the, the, by the way, I did get a – there's somebody who said he loves that he loved the show, the one we did about uh, Memphis. So he says he wanted more okay. material. No, other rabbits. All right. But, yeah, look, clearly, listen, my parents' relationship with – <laughs> had its own unique aspects, which I, again I'm interviewing the Goyen himself. Okay, we want to know what we want to know what uh, how, the Goyenness of Yosef Gavriel and Yechanan what turned them, and because I, I, I know it's mom. So please tell me something about the great. No, first father. to finish the first, finish about your parents. I have to finish about my parents now. Yes, 
I need to tell you why that, that where it was a culture clash yeah. between a, chesidish, a, a kid who was raised uh, in, in between the Chesidish and Sokol of the Rebbe and Tzviyash Glikson at the Litvish Yeshiva in, in, in Varsha and in the streets of Lodge where you had G'dayli Yisrael like all over the place. And my mom who was in, in Simbaropo where the Russians had clamped down anything on Yiddish guys. My mother could hardly speak Yiddish. She, really? she had a, a right? She she spoke Yiddish like I spoke Yiddish when I was growing up. You know what I'm really? saying? I yeah, she she you was speak to each other in Yiddish. My parents spoke to each other in Russian because my father, Russian. Polish to Russian was very easy to learn, and my that was the language they spoke to each other. My father spoke to me uh, only in Yiddish, and with my mom, her English her English turned out to be as uh, just as good as her Yiddish, perhaps even better. Um, so uh, she actually enjoyed the English language a lot. She mispronounced everything constantly, and but she definitely enjoyed the beauty of the English language. Uh, my dad, like I said, you know, once in a while he picked up Reader's Digest condensed books, and he enjoyed reading them and National Geographic. But uh, he was a he was a real Europeanish person, and obviously there was that difference between them. Listen, the war brought them together with Shalamis and Ernie, were they brought together by, by, by the Muhammad? The Muhammad brought know, them together? Okay, so there's, a, there's your other difference. Uh, my parents, had it not been for, for the madman, and not been for Hitler, this shidduch would have been a shidduch probably nobody would ever thought of, okay? But uh, just like other situations, so that is, that's what occurs. Your parents, on the other hand, grew up as young Americans, uh, not European expatriates, as American kids, right? American young, American young adults. No, no, my father came here when he was seven, but uh, or my mother came when she was 20. She was, she was, my father never had much of an accent. My mother always had an accent. Yeah, I spoke to your dad a couple of times. Didn't seem to have any accent. No, your mom, yes. Yeah. So tell me, we're talking about Mother's Day. So again, tell me about what your mom's contribution was to you. I answered the question, okay? Uh, uh, I, I, go ahead. Recently, uh, to you know, um, I had occasion to contemplate because of something how how complex the shachet genes are and what kind of uh, how they ride roughshod over all other genes. And uh, they, you said uh, you're a litvak, right? You told us last week that you're lit, right. you're a litvak. So they're intensely, intensely proud, intensely critical. Intensely ambitious. Ambitious. I don't just mean. I don't mean in a non-Torah way. I mean to accomplish the Torah is also part of that ambition, if not the primary part of that ambition. And uh, but to accomplish the sheifas. So uh, my mother, from an early age, put me on that track of having ambitions. And uh, you know, when I decided I wanted to become a rabbi, so she said, "Okay, fine. I'm a contrary. You become a rabbi, but don't become like a young Israel rabbi." <laughs> because that's uh, that was not what her her perspective on the rabbi. In those was. days, young Israel men more modern. You mean more modern and not as not as impressive. Well, right? yeah, a, dr- a young Israel rabbi's drush, at least at the time, was seen as a lot of hot hot air, uh-huh. uh, mostly about Israel and uh, the current events. Uh-huh. So uh, it was not uh, seen as being a. a, a a job which required would, would, would your mom have been okay had you decided had robert andrew decided to become a physicist a lawyer oh, a doctor sure. yeah probably probably would have preferred that but she was, was probably uh, did, 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 wasn't she whispering in your ear no she's very much great? she's always very nervous about uh you know money so i think she would always be would have appreciated had i been 
financially secure, which of course none of us have ever been. So um, I think that that would have been ideal for her, but this is not bad. And she, she liked this also. Uh-huh. So, so she, uh, in other words, and, and, and when did you decide that you're going to become a Rav, that you're going to become I, the Rav? When, when, become... when I was in fifth grade. Fifth grade. Wow. In yeah. fifth grade. And that was, and what was the name of that school in West Hempstead? What was it called? Hebrew Academy of Nassau County. Nassau County. And yeah. let me just, let's say your class had 30 kids, right? What about 30 kids? It was a co-ed class, about 25. About 25. Yeah. So how many of the, the boys there you think would have also raised their hands and said they want to be rabbis besides you? So it's interesting because one of my chaveirim is the Rosh Hashim they wrote, right? Uh-huh. One of my classmates. Another classmate is Rosh uh, Kolon Afula. So uh, another classmate is uh, came a uh, uh, Rebbe in Torah Or. Okay, so not, that, that, was, that was my question. My question was how many of them would have raised their hand in fifth grade and so they wanted to be a rabbi? Oh, maybe two or three. Uh-huh. So you yeah. were, in that way, you were somewhat unique in that sense. And, yeah. But you think you got that from your mom or from your rebbeim? Uh, well, from three sources, actually. From my mother and you know, obviously my grandfather. But, and the second was not, was uh, uh, school. And the third was camp. Now, we know your mom uh, was famous as a teacher. Did you, know, did you know a guy named Ira Budow? Of course. In Israel? He was I my sure camp. did. He was, my camp counsel- he was my counselor and camp monk. Boy, I would never put you two guys together. Ira Budow was like the ultimate jock. He is like the great sports guy. He could throw a football. That guy on the basketball court was incredible. And he was your counselor. Right. Yeah. Did he try to uh, did he try to uh, push you in the physical exercise uh, game at I, all? Well, I, I probably. <laughs> but I, anyway, so he he and other Nei Israel guys were like counselors and camp monk at the time, and I found yeah, it, I found it very inspirational. Uh-huh. I, I you know I think Arbu actually did become a mechanic in the end. He became a teacher. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, so, so in other words, so Budow and company camp monk. That's where David Cohen wasn't. David Cohen yes, there. David Cohen, Rabbi Trank. Yeah. Right, of course, it's Sadiq Otsum. And then you also yeah. have, and, and, and Schragenuberger used to show up around over there too, right? Yes, yes. Schragenuberger. Yeah. So you had a lot of areas. So yeah. There's a yeah. lot of Teira de Kechevra. So yeah. it's actually, so it wasn't like your mom was pushing you towards it, but well, your mom was, your mom they, was always. Were, they were pushing already between fourth and fifth grade. Uh, we were learning in, in fourth grade, sorry. In fourth grade, we had a special Sunday. There was no school, of course. So we had a special program, Gemara and Judo. Uh, so, <laughs> in other words, this was extracurricular. Gemara and judo. Right. So the judo did not stick, but the Gemara did. And the Gemara. The well, so, you know, I was your Chavrusa for a while, and sometimes it felt like we were doing uh, having a judo yeah. session so, more than we were learning Gemara. But go ahead. It did stick. So, so actually, the, my first Gemara Rebbe, his name was Zev Friedman. He's the head of the Rambam Yeshiva in the Five Towns today. And uh, he was, every Sunday, he used to come and teach his Gemara. So when I got to Camp Bunk between fourth and fifth grade, uh, between fourth and fifth grade that year, yeah, that was my second year Camp Bunk. So I already was in a Gemara learning group a year ahead of everybody else. Ah, uh-huh. wow! So because um, I started Gemara. Was your mom was and your mom was probably very happy that uh, her right, ba- her, boy, pushed, yeah. her boy was 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 not was in a bigger. Did your mom go around? Because uh, I know she was a machanechas in her own right. Did did she talk? about how proud she was to other people, bad about your accomplishments? Yeah, not to me, but to other people, yes. 
So she was always very, very happy with with, 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 yeah. with where you and Yochanan uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, were, were at, right. and and she saw that as a continuation of the great uh, Shochet uh, uh, scholarship and things yes. like that. Yes. Wow. So she told me once that when in first grade I was spent most of the time in listening to the hall. I spent most of the time roaming the halls. I got kicked out of class almost every day. Oh wow. And, uh, wow, takes us back to a couple of weeks ago when you were talking about right. uh, so, about, uh, about no, noticing that troublemakers aren't always troublemakers in different situations. So I kicked out of class in first grade. So my, my, my mother asked Mrs. Cohen, the English teacher, at parent-teacher conference, she asked him, why, uh, how, why is Robbie getting such good grades if he's never in the classroom? His behavior is terrible. So Mrs. Cohen said, Robbie learns things by osmosis. Uh-huh. And my mother said, well, if he learns things by osmosis, he shouldn't be here. He should be in college. <laughs> well, that, that uh, drivenness was uh, uh, there throughout, the, throughout my education. Well, so it does sound, look, I, listen, I, obviously this is a loaded question. I, it's not like we don't know each other. I know, of course, what your mother meant to you. And I, I, I basically, were, I'm trying to squeeze the lemon as much as I can. Um, and, and, and clearly, you know, I asked you before we started recording, uh, your mom who comes from a rabbinical family, and my, my mother did not, um, and my mother's birthday was May 10th, so Mother's Day was always not only you have to celebrate a, a mom's birthday, but Mother's Day, mom's birthday became like, it wasn't like she felt cheated. It had to become a super day. It was like, if we, if we didn't give cards, if we didn't uh, say how much we love her, if we didn't give her special hugs and kisses and try to do stuff for her, and I, I don't remember if I ever brought her breakfast in bed, but it was like that type of mentality, you can imagine. From, from your, did you have anything like that growing up in terms of your mother's day? I, I honestly don't remember. It could be, I suppressed the memory, but I don't remember anything of the sort. Of them of being part of it. Being, being a major part of it. I, I mean, I... Want, I think I used to do something for her birthday, which was in, uh, which was in um, March 11th, but uh, I don't remember doing anything for Mother's Day per se. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I, I wanted to say another thing, which is interesting. I think it's also between greener parents and, and American parents, is that your parents are probably not as involved in your education. They didn't go to school to talk to the teachers or, you know, argue with them as my mother would. Uh, I think that generally speaking, the greener parents left education to the schools, and they got involved. Um, okay, that I, again, I, I, that might be a, a generalization, which is true. I think it might have been true with some of the other greener families. Part of it was because they spoke a different language. You know, part of it was that you know what, what is what's going on. My mom, I think, was a little bit different. My mom was very educated. Uh, she was a doctor. She had, had uh, she was rushed into. Uh, uh, into the front, actually, in Russia, because she was a she was a captain in the Russian army. She really? graduated. She graduated medical school out of Moscow. Was she Shomer Shabbos at the time? I doubt it. But did she uh, grow up Shomer Shabbos? She grew up without any Yiddishkeit bechlal. She grew up in 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 Russia. She she my grandmother was from. My grandmother tried to keep Frumkite, but she was uh, she was divorced from her husband. So my my mother was raised by a single parent. My grandmother. And uh, she went on the whole communist uh, track. She was in, she went to the communist schools. She went to uh, the universities in Moscow. Um, so you know her mentality. She had a very much a scientific mentality in a way. And uh, I think she you know she took a very strong interest in what I was doing uh, in, in my learning. So I actually you know I did. Oh, I, I actually was, 
She wasn't a real greener. Your father was the greener, not your yes. mother. Yes, yes, that oh, is correct. I, I, I sort of, that. I indicated that before. Um, okay. my, and in fact, that's what I want to say. I think my mom, you know, what my mom used to do with me is, um, and again, I wasn't, the, the, I guess it was only fifth or sixth grade that I started getting extremely bored by what was going on in, 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 in school. Um, but most of the stuff that I, you know, my mother always encouraged me uh, to read. We used to do a lot of reading games. And, and, and she, uh, before I went to sleep at night, what she would do is she'd say, listen, I'm going to say, I'm going to take 10 words. And I want you to make a story with those 10 words. And, right, and that would be the game. We would have to create uh, an idea out of words that she would pick out of, of the blue. Um, and this was something I did when I was five, six, seven, or eight. And in general, I think she was extremely, uh, she, was, she was an artist. Uh, not, she she uh, painted and uh, she enjoyed the arts. At one time, she had played with becoming a singer, even though she was a, a, a medical person. So she was a person that was very, very, extremely uh, charismatic and very invent and very artistic. And that way, um, she was very encouraged by the fact that I was such a voracious reader. And she would ask me about the books I was reading, and she cared. Uh, my dad was was very different. <laughs> my dad was a big masmid about learning on his own. He didn't give a damn really about, you know, that I was reading A Table of Two Cities or anything else. That, that didn't make a difference to him. Whereas my mother would actually want to know the story or hear about it. Then she would maybe take me to a movie based on the book I was reading. And then we would uh, we would we take a bus to the movie theater and come back together. She took me to my first R-rated movie. So, my, yeah. Okay, listen. So we have my, to my, my, my yeah. point is, I have a point here. My point here is that, you know, I'm Maker Tove to the incredible synthesis that, that I feel was given to me by my mom and my dad. I don't think I would have been as a, I wouldn't have thought outside of the box and I wouldn't have tried to do things uh, in learning and try even to learn Gemara in the way I do, had my mom not fostered that within me, that, that sense of story, that sense of, of, of growth, that sense of actual surprise. Whereas my dad was about, this is what it is, Pashim we're going to learn it, we're going to read it, and that's it. My mom was the one that I learned from to step back and to re-examine things from a way that seems to be initially outlandish, but then turns out to be <laughs> the reality, the way it is. So I'm mockative okay. uh, the, the brachas that I got from her, despite yeah. you know, and maybe the only reason she had that was because of what she was exposed to. Okay, so said, I tried to get you. I tried to get you to own up. We did get a we did get a couple of little interesting vignettes and tidbits, uh, yeah. and we hope for the people listening here that you realize that uh, us grumpy old men here, we also had parents, and we're also of course mockative. Listen, just because it's American, just because it's, 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 it's the, the greeting card people have been pushing it, doesn't mean it's a, a, a bad thing tomorrow or whenever you hear this. To be makertive about uh, the contributions of your mom. Okay, that's Rizka de Raisa this week and uh, a, a loving Valentine, so to speak, uh, to our mothers. Be well. See you, Mr. Shem, next week. Thanks for joining us for another episode from the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode.